guys, I'm your host, Rebecca, and on today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to special guest, Steve McDonald, who will be sharing his story of forgiveness. Why don't you go ahead and say hi, Steve? Hi, people. It's so awesome to be here today, and I can't wait to dive into my story. I really hope it impacts all of you guys. Before we start, let me tell you some basic information about Steve here. Steve served in the NYPD, the New York Police Department, and one day on a routine patrol with his partner in Central Park, something terrible happened. Why don't you take it from here, Steve, if you say so. As Rebecca stated earlier, I was on the routine patrol with my partner, Peter King, and a couple boys caught sight of us. Recognizing that we were police, they started running away. I caught up to them and informed them that I was a police officer and that I only wanted to talk to them. So I started asking them some usual questions like what their names were, where they lived, and what they were doing in the park. As I was questioning them, I noticed that one of them had a funny-looking shape by his shin. Immediately, I suspected that it was a gun. Whoa, that got intense fast. Continue on, Steve. Okay, as I leaned over to inspect the boy, I sensed that someone was behind me. As it happened, I was right. I saw a boy standing over me and pointing a gun at my head. Later, I found out that the boy had shot me three times. Wait, hold up! You got shot three times? Yep, the first time was over my right eye, the second time in the throat, followed by one other time. That experience was terrible, and I remember so many things, like the smell of gunpowder and the deafening sound of a gun going off. The very last thing I remember before I went unconscious was Peter shouting into his radio, 1013 Central, 1013, which meant I needed help and fast. Yikes, how can this get any worse? Trust me, it gets worse. After I was shot, I was rushed to Harlan's Metropolitan Hospital. For the next 48 hours, I was hanging on by a thread. The hospital staff was even calling my family so that they could say goodbye. But miracles of miracles, my health turned around and I survived. I was paralyzed from the neck down, but I was alive, even if barely. This part I'm about to tell you was particularly hard for me. Eight months prior to the shooting, I got married to my wife, Patty Ann, who was just three months pregnant at the time I got shot. I saw her collapse on the floor in utter despair, crying her heart out. I felt so caged within myself. I couldn't move to comfort her like I wanted to. After that, it was a long journey to recovery. I spent 18 whole months in the hospital, relying on other people to assist me with things I had done with unappreciated ease before. I then heavily relied on people to feed me, bathe me, and even help me to go to the bathroom. It was a slightly irritating process, but in the long haul, it helped me a lot. Can I be a bit candid briefly? Go for it. It looks like you are going through a bit of a rough patch there. When did things start to look upward? About six months after my incident, in January, when my son Connor was born. To me, his birth was a total reboot to my system. It's like he was a sign from God that I needed to live differently. Because of this, I started praying to God to change me. He answered me, filling a desire within me to forgive the teenager who shot me. I wanted to let go of all my negative feelings towards Chavez Jones, the young man who had shot me, so that I could direct all my positive feelings towards the people who mattered most to me. Talk about taking the higher road or being the bigger man. That's incredible of you to even have the desire to forgive Chavez Jones. It got easier for me because I realized that by forgiving Chavez, I not only freed him, 
but I was also freeing myself. Inspiring. Nice insight. Thank you, but it was only done through the work of God. I actually became friends with Shavit. It started with me writing to him. He didn't answer, but with time, he answered me. One day, he called my wife and profusely apologized to her, my son, and me. I accepted his apology and wanted to share new experiences with him. Unfortunately, in 1995, Shavit was released from prison, only to be killed three days later in a motorcycle accident. That's terrible, but I have to admire your persistence in getting Shavit to not only communicate with you, but you also accepted his apology. May I ask you another question? Shoot, no pun intended. <laughs> Why did you understand Shavit so much? Well, I did so with a lot of help from God and from looking at my situation through Shavit's eyes. You see, to him, I was the bad guy. He bought all the stereotypes that his community supported, that I was racist, I'd turn violent so they'd have to protect themselves. Shavit didn't see me as a husband, a soon-to-be father, or a person with loved ones. I never looked at situations like that. You have a very unique perception. May I ask another question? Yeah, go for it. How did your paralysis affect you? Honestly, if you want. Well, most of the time, it was so hard on me and my family. At a relatively young age, I couldn't hold my wife or participate in usual father-son activities, like teaching Connor how to throw. At times, it was frustrating and ugly. It was hard being pulled out of my prime and being placed in a wheelchair, confined within myself, and not even being able to breathe with my own lungs without help. <laughs> That sounds really painful to go through. It was really hard, but me and my family are much better now. That's so good to hear. If you don't mind, I have one last question for you. Go for it. Well, what is your perspective on forgiveness? Oof, that's a hard one. But let's see. I believe that you need to forgive because even though someone hurt you, one of the worst things to do is to have anger or plans of revenge in your heart. If that person hurt you so much, why should you give them even more power to hurt yourself or to cause you to bring your anger out on your loved ones? For me, I forgave Shabbat because I knew that not by not forgiving him, I would mainly hurt myself and those I loved. Even though my injuries are physical, it didn't mean that I couldn't seek out spiritual healing through God. Even though forgiveness can take a seemingly insurmountable amount of time, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. When I forgave Shabbat, I never once regretted it. It freed me. What a spectacular conclusion. Thanks for listening to my podcast and Steve's awesome forgiveness story. God bless.